Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, I'm really excited to share with you our new Love Learning Together system. And this is the system that we teach step-by-step in our new mentorship program. If you haven't heard about the Teach for the Heart mentorship program, well, I'm going to be sharing about some about it today as we go through the system, but there's two ways to learn more about it. First of all, we have an information page available at teachfortheheart.com slash mentorship. But an even better way to learn more is we have a free training that gives you lots of just great advice um, for how to be an effective teacher without feeling stressed, um, but then also shares more about the mentorship. And you can get that at teachfortheheart.com slash free, teachfortheheart.com slash free. But anyhow, why am I sharing this with you today? Well, I want to share with you this system because it is a really powerful system to help you get to a point where you are clicking on all cylinders as a teacher, where you are enjoying learning together with your students, where you are making a difference in their lives, where they are succeeding, and you're doing it without sacrificing your own well-being and being stressed all of the time. And so this is the system that we walk people through in the mentorship. And so I kind of wanted to share it with you because I think it's really important sometimes. There's so many things going on in teaching, so many different areas we're trying to cover. And sometimes it's like, how do I know what to even tackle first? And I think the order of this system is really important. Um, and we'll talk about why that is. Um, so if you're doing, if you're trying to, you know, think through things on your own, I think you'll find this really helpful. But then also if you're listening and think, man, I could use help with all of this, we would love to have you in the mentorship where we can work with you more closely um, to help you accomplish your goals. So first of all, it is called the Love Learning Together System. And you might say, okay, why is it called that? Well, as we kind of tried to come up with a name for this, there were so many different names we could use, and who knows, we might even change the name in the future. But as I was talking and thinking about what really makes, what does it look like to be a successful teacher, it really occurred to me that if you and your students are enjoying learning together, that means you are doing a lot of things right. That means a lot of things are going the right way. And it also means that your students are going to do well and that you're going to be able to make a difference in their lives. So I feel like that marker, being able to love learning together with your students, enjoy you enjoying teaching, they're enjoying learning, that is a, just a great goal because like I said, it means you've done a lot to get there and it means the potential for what can happen now that you have that situation is infinite. So let's go through the system. There are four, there's actually five <laughs> um, parts to it. Sometimes I combine a couple of them for simplicity. First is classroom management. Um, getting rid of chaos, reducing chaos. Number two is finding balance, time management. Number three, getting students engaged and motivated. Number four, making sure you stay strong as a teacher. And then number five, reaching our students' hearts. So let's go through these one by one. This is the same order we use in the mentorship as well. So first of all, classroom management. We have to start with classroom management because I really believe it is the foundation. Without it, things fall apart. Teachers get frustrated, students can't learn. Um, it's just if you're trying to tackle student engagement or your own, or like all these other things, it is very hard to tackle that if you haven't first 
don't first establish order in your classroom. If there's so much chaos going on, if it's really bad, um, everything else is way more difficult. But if you solve classroom management, you immediately solve a lot of other problems and you lay a foundation that allows you to then work on the next thing. So I really, I really believe if your classroom is out of control, that is the first thing you need to address. That is where you need to start, okay? Um, Now, classroom management can be really confusing and hard to learn on your own. There's lots of trial and error. So that's why we have the mentorship, trying to help cut off the learning curve and give you tools that you need to create a classroom environment where students are learning and not messing around. But one of the keys, if you're listening right now, to classroom management, I really believe I was, I've been thinking, like, how do you boil it down? If I had to boil it down, the key is having clear expectations and then holding students to them. Without this, we are sunk. We have to have clear expectations, clear in our head, clearly communicated to the students, and then hold them to them. Now, that's not easy, but it is actually really simple. And that's why it's so fun in the mentorship to kind of walk you through that and help you figure out what that looks like. Um, the thing is about classroom management that can be really tricky is that it is really nuanced. There are lots of aspects to it. And sometimes you can be doing a lot of things right and just one missing missing element can really frustrate your best efforts and throw everything off. So if you are having trouble and you're like, Linda, I've been reading your articles. I've been going through this. I feel like I'm making progress, but I'm still like, oh my goodness, it's still not where I want it to be. Um, we would love to work with you in the mentorship because as I said, you might be doing a lot right, but having just a few little things, one or two things that are off, it can really frustrate your best efforts. So that's why we love working together with our students in the mentorship. Okay, so classroom management is first. If you're having trouble with that, um, as I, I keep saying the mentorship, I don't want to keep saying that over and over. Obviously, we'll help you with it in the mentorship. But if you're like, I can't join the mentorship right now, or it's not the right fit, then um, we have so many articles. Go back, listen to our podcast episodes, um, go through the articles on our website. You can search for classroom management articles and go through there. You can find so many great tips and help um, for classroom management. Okay, number two is find balance. So once classroom management is settling down, then um, the next area to I recommend focusing on is balance for yourself. Because if you are continually super overwhelmed, stressed, and working too many work hours, that is not going to be sustainable. You're going to burn out. You're probably going to end up leaving the teaching profession. You're also not bringing your best self to your students. You're going to be irritable. You're going to have low energy. You're just going to be exhausted. Um, not to mention that you have other key roles outside of teaching that are worth your time and energy. So I really believe it's important to find balance, not just for yourself, but for your students. And finding balance is not just about saying, I'm only working this many hours. It's about spending your time on the right things. Um, If you want to create great lessons for your students, you need to have time to do that, right? Or like you need to be spending your time on things that matter, on things that actually help your students. And so that's really, really key. We We got to be able to spend our time on the right things and then be able to find a rhythm where we're not feeling continually stressed and exhausted. I mean, there are some years and seasons like your first year of teaching or teaching in the middle of a pandemic that require extra time. You know, things are just turned on their heads. You're learning something new. Um, So we 
so there are times where it's like, yes, I'm spending extra time. This is not really sustainable long term, but I have to do this short term. But long term, you have to find a pace that is sustainable and that is 100% doable. Now, I believe the keys to that are intentionality and creativity. So intentionality, first of all, means setting our schedule, choosing the most important things to do and learning to let go of what's less important and prioritizing our time for what matters most, both at school and at home. Now, I that is just a very high-level overview. I go into a lot more detail about what this means and why it matters um, in our free training for the mentorship. So go to teachfortheheart.com slash free. We talk a lot more about that intentionality and what that looks like. Um, the second piece, though, is creativity. So rather than saying, I just have to do this, you start asking, how can I? How can I accomplish this goal without it taking so much time? And so that is so powerful, and and we can work with you and help you do that. But those are the keys, being intentional with your schedule, choosing what you want to spend your time on and what is not worth spending your time on, and then getting creative. How can I accomplish these goals without it being overwhelming? Okay, so the first step in the Love Learning Together system was to regain control, um, figure out classroom management. Now, by the way, figure out does not mean like be perfect at it, but get get it to a level where it's not, it, where it's at least decent. Hopefully that makes sense. You can't stay stuck at any of one of these forever. You do what you can, you get it to where it's okay, and then you move on, and then you can circle back around through this system later, okay? Um, so number one, classroom management. Number two, balance. Number three, engaging our students. So now it's time to look at my actual teaching is what I'm doing. Are the students involved? Are they learning? Are they active? And if not, what can I do to pull them in to keep them motivated and engaged and wanting to learn? Um, There's so many things we could talk about here, but I really believe, I just want to point out again, that if we want to create a class, our goal is to create a class that students enjoy and want to be part of. Now, don't take that you can take that too far in the wrong direction. You can say, I want to make a class that students think is fun. And so I'm only going to do all these, like you're sacrificing the academics for like funness. The goal is not fun, okay? The goal is learning. Um, but we want it to be set up in a way that students, most students, enjoy the class, okay? And and you can think back to when you were a student. Like there's sometimes the classes, even with the most work, were the ones you enjoyed because it was well done. The class was well done. The teacher did a good job. You were learning and you were doing things that felt interesting and relevant to you, okay? That's what we want to do. So I just want to clarify front. This is not, the goal is not fun. Let's make everything crazy fun. Um, the goal is to make it a good class that students are glad to be in. And by the way, remember, depending on what age you, you teach, there is tons of immaturity. You cannot expect every student to be like, yay, you know, learning. But um, it should be a place, like I said, you want you can eliminate a ton of barriers to learning. You can create a place where they are most likely to be able to be successful. And maybe sometimes the way of thinking about this is to think, I want them to look back on this classroom um, in five years and say, wow, that was a good class. Whether they appreciate it now or not, I want them to think back and say that was good. That might be a little more helpful way to think about it because the immediate – um, the immediate response of students is definitely hit and miss sometimes and lacking often in maturity. But that may 
maybe that goal is a little bit more helpful to think of it in that way. Anyhow, how do we do this? Well, number one, it starts with classroom management. That is why we started there. Because classroom management, like if your class is chaotic, if students are like running amok, um, it's students don't like that. Now, they like it on one hand because they can be crazy, but they don't really like it. <laughs> um, it does not foster learning, and it, it creates an environment where it's it's stressful, especially the students that are trying to learn. It's just not good. You're eroding their respect for you. I could go on and on. Okay, so we starting, I guess my point in, in this is saying, when we establish classroom management, we are establishing an environment where students can be engaged, focused, and learning. So that, that that's so important. But if you're following this system, by the time you get here, that's already mostly taken care of. Not that it's perfect, like I said, but you're on the right track. So next thing we need to focus on in engaging our students is how do I make sure this material is understandable? Because honestly, a lot of problems arise when students are confused about what they're learning, okay? If you, we have to as teachers teach the content in a way that students get it, okay? If they're confused, if they feel like I can't do this math or I don't understand what they're what they're teaching about, you know, the solar system or whatever it is, if they're confused, if they don't think they can do it, um, that is crazy unengaging. That is going to turn them off. They're going to start goofing off more. They're going to all kinds of problems happen. So it's really important to make sure that and when I teach, do students understand? Not every student is going to, but but honestly, like at least 75 to 80% of your students should be tracking with you and understanding when you teach. If not, if more, if less than like 75, 80% of your students are like, I'm confused, you got to You got to go back and reteach that. You got to find a way to teach that in a way that they're going to understand it. Um, does that make sense? Like they need to be understanding what you're teaching. That's so, so important. And honestly, I feel like an under discussed talk piece of engagement. Like we focus on all these other strategies, but it's like if they don't get what you're teaching, like none of these strategies are going to work. So that's really important. And then once you make sure, okay, students are getting it, um, of course, there's so many strategies we can pull in to help make it more engaging, help it feel relevant, help it make it interesting, and make sure they believe that they can do it. And we dive into all that in the mentorship. We love exploring all of that with you. So number one, classroom management. Number two, balance. Number three, engaging students. Number four, staying strong as a teacher. I feel like this is so important. And we've dealt a little bit with ourselves in the balance aspect, but we're going to kind of circle back here in step four and dive deeper. Because the truth is that we best serve our students when we prioritize our own physical emotional and spiritual wellness rather than running ourselves ragged. As Christian teachers, if you are a believer in Christ, your spiritual walk is perhaps your most overlooked asset as a teacher. We need God and we need to work in partnership with him. So it is so key. Honestly, um, if I could pull this out, I might even put this at the very beginning as like step one, um, but we didn't want to have like a million steps. Like that is key. Your relationship with Christ is key to everything in this system. Okay. But at this, this is a point in the mentorship where we say, let's stop, let's stop and make sure this piece isn't missing. Um, so your spiritual walk, so important. We also need to learn how to prostrate, how to process our frustrations, and our anxieties so that they don't overwhelm us. We have to learn to trust God and surrender to him so that we can rest in him rather than feeling stressed. So important. When we can learn that, 
um, and continue to learn it as new challenges come up. Um, It really can allow us to work from a place of joy instead of a place of stress. And then our physical well-being is important too because it affects our energy level, which is really important for teaching. Um, Sometimes there are just small changes that make a big difference. Um, So drinking enough water. Maybe taking a supplement, like if you're low on iron, an iron supplement can make a huge difference in energy levels. Getting enough sleep, taking a nap, um, nutrition, uh, you know, exercise, just getting moving a little bit. All of these things, even, even if you pick one of these to tweak, it might make a really big difference. So staying strong is number four. So classroom management, balance, engaging students, staying strong as a teacher, and then finally, reaching their hearts. I mean, that's the whole point, right? That's the reason that we are teachers is that we want to make a difference. And true lasting change happens on our heart level. And what I'm pointing out here is that when we've created a classroom environment that is controlled, when we have some balance in our own lives and are spending our time on things that matter most, when our students are engaged and learning, when we have prioritized our own physical and emotional wellness and we are coming from a place of of strength rather than, you know, running ourselves ragged, we are going to make a powerful, powerful difference. And there's specific things that we can talk about to help you maximize your impact and your difference. But you are going to be making a difference. You have the potential, you have the power when you've, um, addressed these other areas. And so that's what I really want to encourage you as a teacher. Sometimes, um, obviously, you can make a difference as a teacher from day one. Day one, as a first-year teacher, you are making a difference. That's why we end our podcast with that every day. You are making a difference. But all of this ties together. And especially as Christians, we need to realize that our lives aren't split. It's not like, okay, I have my spiritual life, then I have my work life, and like they're separate. Everything we do is tied together. And in this system, everything is tied together too. Every time you improve classroom management, you are improving your ability to make a difference. When you work to have a better balance and to spend your time on the most important things, you are maximizing your impact in your students' lives. When you pull them in and they're more engaged and with you, that is going to allow you the opportunity to make a bigger difference, to speak into their lives more. And when you are strong, when you have energy and because you've prioritized your your um, emotional and spiritual wellness um, and your physical wellness, that is going to allow you to have more opportunities to pour into students. So all of it ties together. And that's kind of why I wanted to end with Reach Their Hearts, because everything that we do, um, every area that we work on allows us to make a bigger difference in the area that matters most to most of us. Most of us as teachers, you know, we love our subjects. We love teaching. We love the material. But we really want to see a difference made in our students. And just everything you do, every effort you make from the beginning of the day to the second you leave, every little thing you do matters. It matters to that bottom line of making a difference. And I guess I just want to encourage you with that as well um, as we conclude this episode. So I hope you found this Love Learning Together system kind of helpful in just framing, you know, if you're like, man, I don't even know where to focus. I think that order can be really helpful of knowing like what areas should I tackle next. And I hope that encouragement that everything you do, every change you make, every improvement is in fact making a difference and helping you to have a bigger impact. If you'd like to learn more about the mentorship program, as I said, we have a free training. Um, it goes through three key mistakes that teachers make that keep uh, can typically cause us to be more stressed and frustrated as a teacher. Um, we'll go through those, and then we actually go through the Love Learning Together system and kind of actually 
maybe it's just a different way of going through that. So you learn more about the system as well. And then we'll tell you about how exactly the mentorship works. So if you'd like that free training, you can get it at teachfortheheart.com slash free. Or if you're like, I'm ready for the mentorship, sign me up right now. You can go to teachfortheheart.com slash mentorship uh, to join there. Well, thank you guys so much. Let's take just a moment to pray before we go. Father, thank you for each teacher. I know this year we really hoped would be easier. And there's just still so many challenges. There's always challenges and then just all those extra ones. I just pray for every teacher right now that you will encourage their hearts, um, give them clarity, um, give them wisdom, give them strength, help them as they're finishing up this episode, pull out to them the one area that they should focus on next, the one thing. Um, sometimes when we see so many things, it, it can be overwhelming, but I pray that you'll give them clarity on on what you would have them um, do next, Father. Um, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you so much for your grace. And I pray you'll just help and encourage each teacher today, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. I do hope that what I was just praying will be how you walk away from this rather than feeling like, oh my goodness, I have to change all these things. That's not the point. The point of the system is that what is the next thing to work on? And so maybe taking just a moment to think about that. What's the next area I want to work on? And focusing on that is what's going to be most helpful for you. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.